I uh, um, 29. 29. I, speak between the lines. Speak between the lines. <laughs> 20 Nueve. No. 20 Nueve. 20 Nuevo. Nueve? That was Nueve. <laughs> how do you how do you whisper that? Fente Nuevo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like he's doing a drop for a fancy ass cologne or something. Fente Nuevo. All right, man. Speak between the lines podcast, episode 29. We are back in the building. It's your boy Rez. Drum with J Rock. Kid Gabe is in the building. Did you just mouth his <laughs> <laughs> speech? What? That nigga lip synced. Yo, yo, intro. <laughs> What? That was a that was real funny as shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> like everybody has their thing, so you just get used to hearing it. Oh my god! Twenty nine episodes in, he say joy with J Rock. Yeah, from from my point of view, I was like, this nigga really finna cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespectful. Oh man! All right, y'all he man. The building, man. Well, first of all, how y'all feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. You I'm know, chilling. you know what I want. I want you to to snip that that feeling good, feeling great. How are you? Like I, I've been asking for that for like 29 episodes, and I feel like y'all just ignore. <laughs> you see, he's been asking for that since the beginning of this month. Like, I feel like y'all ignore my request. Well, I can't. So you got you got to talk to the soundboard guy, Mr. Soundboard Man. We'll get on. Did you cut the air off? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, that's how you know it's how when when the heat interrupts your sentence. And he said, "We'll get on, nigga. Did you cut the air off in this motherfucker?" I did not. <laughs> like, nigga, I've been in this room the whole damn time. Like, Don't try to sidestep the fucking conversation. No, I'm not. <laughs> and then started sweating. Like, we had a breeze at first. I was like, we did oh, have a breeze at first. You a little warm in here. Yeah, I got you. I I I I hook you up. Okay, all right. But yeah, no, I'll work on it. I'll get on it for you. Are you just saying that for the for the podcast? No, I'm saying it for the AC. <laughs> you know what? That's a good barter. I'm not mad at that. So I'll give you air. That sounds very godlike. <laughs> I know, right? I'll give you air. You give me my sound clip. <laughs> all right, y'all. So um oh, wins and losses. Dubs and L's. Wins and losses, yes, dubs and L's. I think my only win is that uh, I fixed my phone myself. That's a big win. Yeah, I fixed my phone myself. See, people, because a lot of people walked around, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people are walking around with some cracked ass screens, and they just think that since Apple's going to cost or they're going to charge them like $170 to do it, they just, they'll just won't do it. Bro. You can really do this shit by yourself. Like, okay. Like I said, my screen went out last week. The part was only like 30 or 40 some dollars online. And then you go to YouTube and they'll walk you through how to replace it. So if your screen stopped working, if it's cracked, if it's chipped off, if it's cutting your fingers up, man, just do this shit yourself. So that was the win for me. Like, yeah. I didn't have to charge anybody. Yeah, because they, they, they talked about a buck, 50, a buck, 60 for them. Hell yeah, they do. And shit, if you got Amazon Prime, the part would be to your house next day and you can just fix it then. It's a good point. Yeah, so that's my dub. All right. All right, so I finally have a win after, what, three, week, three weeks of losses straight? Yeah. So Three, three straight? Yeah. Damn, you must have took a loss while you weren't on the episode. You yeah, skipped one? <laughs> he did. His, his loss was not making it to. The top sixty. Yeah. Oh yeah, negative. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he lost in the pre- preliminaries. A suite wasn't there, 
Last week L, then this week L. I mean, I finally got dubbed. Okay. So what you got? Remember when we went to shoot the interviews from uh, Perception versus Reality? No. Wait, what? We did interviews on that. Yeah, remember we went up to we interviewed the preacher. The video that's on our was that Perception versus that wasn't Reality. Perception versus Reality. Was it? No. No. It was one, what was it? Anyway, it was it was. It was, it was <laughs> That was not, no, Wait, no, was it? That no, was it wasn't. All right, regardless, no, it was. That was yeah. perception versus reality. It was. It was. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, it was. we're not just trolling him. No, nah, no, nah, it's not. It, it was. Okay, I think about it. No, it was yeah, perception, versus, right. perception versus I'm reality. Fine. Yeah, go ahead, pull it up. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. All right. So <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, remember, I, I I drove us up there, and I ran through three red lights getting there. I have not gotten a, a stop sign ticket in the mail yet. <laughs> That's my win. <laughs> and got away with going through some red lights with cameras oh, on. nigga reach. Stop side, Boy, because so, we've been sick. Have you been dreading that? Yes. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. That is that is a sick feeling. Like when you think you ran a stoplight and like the lights flash behind your ass, and it's yeah. like, oh shit, was, yeah. that a, was that a camera light? Was that a camera intersection? You do be waiting, like, yeah. Shit, I've been waiting for a month. Like, oh Lord Jesus, please. Hell yeah. By the way. That conversation was on rejection, not on perception versus reality. Was it rejection? Ah, uh, okay. Overcoming rejection. Yep, that's what it was. It was overcoming rejection. I was bad. like, I said no, no, that doesn't. My bad, Rock. I tried to have your back. I thought I, it was. I appreciate that. But that yeah, nigga straight rejection. lied for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I, couldn't real? Think, I couldn't think of anything else we had talked about then except that. But yeah, overcoming mm. rejection. What about you, bro? Uh, I I got a dub uh, this week. So, um, I was talking to um, one of my coworkers, and she's been trying to jump into working for herself for like the longest. And she read this book, uh, "Making My First Ten Million, and it actually encouraged her um, to take that step. So she literally hit me in an inbox and was like, "Hey, you know, I've been fearful about." you know, taking this step for the longest. And I've always had this negative feeling about having money because I thought if I had a lot of money, it was going to make me a worse person. And I've always, you know, watched people struggle, like my parents struggle. And so this really challenged my way of thinking. So that was a good feeling. That was kind of a dub mm. for me. Like I was just like, oh, okay, that's dope. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was glad I shared that with her. So that was a dub for me. That's what's up, man. So, yeah. But, um, I don't have any jokes off of that. <laughs> it's hard to get jokes off of that one. Somebody's improving themselves. Why would you? Never mind. I forget. Why would you create jokes on them? I, f- I forgot who I'm talking not, to. Not on I, her. Right. It's just like I like jokes in general. And so I like to joke before. Like I have a formula. We joke before a segue. And I, I have nothing. I feel well, like in I, this case, you were the joke. I feel like I failed you. Uh, <laughs> in other news. <laughs> okay so there's no joke yeah there's no joke coming but um we do have an interesting interesting comment on our tweet between the lines segment uh so shout out to burberry you remember burberry's burberry burberry the claw burberry oh on ig burberry yeah burberry that's my homegirl amber shouts out shout out to hold on to governments 
Oh, shout out to Amber. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Let's like, see what she looks like first. Okay, shout out to Amber. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At Burberry on IG. <laughs> All right. So Burberry asked this question. Um, where does your self-worth come from? Oh, we're going we gonna to dive into that right now? Yes. Tweet between the lines. Ah, this is the question. Yeah, okay. Where does your self-worth come, self come from? Didn't we do that on the show? Did we? Yeah. I don't know. You haven't been reliable on what your information about our shows. Yeah, that's why I can't. Okay. I can't back you on this. I'm okay. gonna just wait okay. until you provide a source. You know, episode or anything like that. No, um, I forget the episode number. I remember um, I answered it. What'd you say? What'd you with, say? Um, I I find defi- no, no. We're talking about. Um, uh Oh, see, that's getting thin. That's why you can't vouch for niggas nowadays. Right? No, no. It was when we were doing the the three things. Uh, the confidence. Uh, about the three things. Oh, women three want. things women want from men. Right, and I get the answer about how I build confidence, and to me, it's similar to self worth. Gotcha. So that's your way of backing out. Yeah. and saying that it, yeah. we didn't do it. Okay, so yeah. now can we do it? Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. I, I won't say shit else this episode. Go ahead. No, you're fine. No, so no, no. Where, where, where does your self worth come no, from? No, I'm good. Go ahead. <laughs> does it come from a solid place? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, where does your self worth come from? That's a strong question. It is. I think it's. Um, you really have to know who you are and what you're capable of. How do you do that? You have to. You have to know who you are and what you're capable. <laughs> of. <laughs> you have to. You, I mean, you, I mean, that takes a lot. I think it takes a lot that of self analyzation. You know, what I'm saying to really look at what what you've done right in life and what you've done wrong in life and how you've been able to. How you've been able to overcome that, mm. you know what I mean, and and what situations have you ran across in your own life, and how did you deal with those situations? So I think that's, I think that's a one place that self worth comes from. I also think it could, and this may sound weird, but I think it comes from other people as well. That was I, actually my answer. Was it? Yeah, like. Me personally, I got my self worth through other people. I think, yeah, because I I was not like when I was a a loner and I wasn't really rocking with anybody and I didn't have anybody like speaking life into me. Um, I didn't I didn't really think much of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wasn't really thinking much at all. But yeah, um, when I started surrounding myself with people, uh, or should I say, people started surrounding themselves around me and we. They spoke things into me that I didn't believe about myself, mm. and I just borrowed their belief until I actually started believing what they were saying. Mm, yeah, no, nah, that's real. So, you know, like I used to, uh, you know, how people can't take a compliment. That was somebody coached me on that once. They said, uh, "They said, Rez, you don't know how to take a compliment because they would say something nice about me, and then I would try to deflect it and push it back off. Like, like they said, well, um, you should speak more or something like that. And I'm like, nah, I don't really." I don't really like talking to people. Right. And they were saying, no, you need to like, just say thank you. When someone speaks something into your life, just say thank you and accept it and embrace it. And it's going to make you a better person. Right. And that's where I started slowly starting to break down that wall between me and my self-worth. Yeah. So that's that's it. You said that way better than I was going to say it. I like that answer. 
Pound it. You got something yet? You don't want any said nothing, buddy. Not. That nigga in front of the bus. Nah, man. I, hate I know it, it, it's hard to follow up such great answers. No, I know. It's, a, it, uh, it, it's, it's a combination of both. <laughs> no, I'm cheating. It's a combination of both. Because I think to to uh, to start with, you, you do have to look at you know everything that you've done, what you've accomplished. But that's going to get you so far because when you're feeling, you know, when you're more down on it, it's harder to say, okay, well, I've done this, and you know that that won't get you so far. But when you surround yourself with people who you know who are who see the potential in you that that you don't see your, in yourself yet? Mm. You know that that uh, helps boost it because oh. you know it's easier for somebody else to say, "Well, you, like you know, Red says somebody give you a compliment, you know, hey, you can do this, this, and this," but you don't see it yourself yet, so you don't know how to embrace it. You don't know how to make it your own. So, uh, always being around positive people and people who are willing to push you. Gotcha. I like that, man. Yep, I like that. Shout out to. Burberry. I'm debating if I should ask you the second question. That was another question she asked? Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. You sure you want this? Is it just for rock? She asked it to me individually? All right. Um, no, I, wait, no. I, I asked the question goddamn first. She asked it to me individually? No. Okay, yeah, go ahead. No. Uh, she said, what actions in your life will have the longest reaching consequences? And how long would those effects be felt? Oh, what yeah, actions she come with these deep questions like this? She making segments on the show. <laughs> Shoot, do you want to be a co-writer? <laughs> For real. Write no our content. co-producer? No. Write our content. All right. We, say it one more time. Say it one more time. That was, what that was a actions in your life will have the longest reaching consequences? And how long will those effects be felt? Hmm. That's actually a very deep question. Mm-hmm. I like her. I she's, wish she she's, she's put that dope. in group chat so I could have time to think about it. Yeah, I, but it wouldn't have been a fresh answer. It wouldn't have been. Yeah. I could think of one Let for Ave. Yeah, I mean, I can think of one for Ave too. But, but, you know. What? What? Me not invite y'all niggas nowhere? Well, no, no. Everything doesn't revolve around you being antisocial with your podcast mates. Whatever. Get out yeah. of here. I have one. I think, I think. Uh, I think cheating has a long-reaching consequence. As an action, that has a long-reaching consequence. Mm-hmm. Pause. Hold on. Let me read this to you again. <laughs> what? Right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? What here? actions in your life, ta-da, will have the longest-reaching consequences? Your life. Oh. So, what actions have we taken? What have you done? Right. That will have the longest-reaching consequences. Not in general, like personally. Mm, do you got one? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't have a family yet. Uh, for like personal, like like I haven't given birth to a child. Well, I, well, I actually I can't give birth to a child. I think about <laughs> it. I haven't planted a seed to give birth to the child yet. Okay, right. So, um, for me, being the 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 work that I'm doing now, as far as like like the books I'm reading, the associations that I'm gaining, uh, the opportunities that I'm putting myself into um, to teach me, to educate me and to basically make me a better person, that's going to have an effect on how I treat my child. 
mm-hmm. going to be an effect on how, like, lessons that I teach my child. So, like, for example, um, Jim Rohn. I was listening to this audio from Jim Rohn. He's one of the greatest, you know, thinkers and motivational speakers of the 21st century. And he was talking about um, the smallest things, like teaching uh, your child the spirit of being able to accomplish something. And it could be as simple as a lemonade stand. And you build them a lemonade stand so you teach them about, you know, being able to serve others. Like you're providing a service to others. And that's a lesson that you can teach to a child early Mm -hmm. uh, that can impact how they grow up and, and, and basically engage with other people. Mm. Uh, You can teach, you know, how to deal with, well, we always talk about finances on the show, right? So you can give a child a dollar and say, okay, well, what are you going to do with the dollar? And then they're going to most likely try to run to the store and spend it and say, no, 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 no. You can't spend the whole dollar because you only have a dollar. Right. So now you're teaching them how to deal with currency. It's like, okay, well, if you spend 60 cents of the dollar, you have 40 cents. So now you can invest 20 cents of it or 30 cents of it and then take that last 10 cents and give it away. And now you with one dollar have taught the child how to spend less than they make, how to invest it in themselves for the future to make more money Mm. and to tithe or give to charity. Mm. And so the only reason I learned those lessons is because of the, the people that I've been around that put me onto Jim Rohn to teach me the lesson. So I can impart that to my child. Same thing with building a business. The reason I'm taking L's today and building a business so I'm failing forward is so that I can have enough money and income to be able to pass that on to them even when I can't work anymore. Hmm. And so I have to take the hits early for for a child that doesn't exist yet. Right. And that kind of motivates me. I like that answer. That was, damn. That was well thought out. That was. That was. Uh, He was the one who read it. Did you just like her post? (laughs) No, nah, they were all over, they were all already liked. Oh, I like those comments. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Burberry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one thing outside of finance, um, health. I think health is something that man, health that's is huge. Big. That that has long life consequences if you don't get a hold of it early. You know, especially with all the stuff that we're putting in, all the stuff that's in the food. But disregarding that, um, I mean, just. In general, it's like not exercising or even smoking. Like it may not take a huge effect on you now, but that's little shit like that. Later on in life, it affects you more. So, right. um, yeah, health I think is one is a huge one. Now, I'm not gonna give a long drawn out answer like Rez did, but you know, shots. No, it's not shots because I that that was well thought out. Pew pew, everybody gonna die. Everybody gonna die. So yeah, yeah, health for sure. How long those consequences last? I guess have a long, yeah. yeah have a long. You decide to take it serious because you know some people they'll they'll know that something's wrong with them, and they'll go to the doctor, right? And I say you need to start eating healthy, or this is gonna happen. And then like they heed that warning, but then they kind of go back to their habits mm-hmm. until like they have a heart it's, attack or some shit. It's funny you bring that up because we're actually that's that's an example I'm gonna give um, later on. That's almost identical to something that I wrote. So okay, that's a good. That's a good alley. Okay. I don't have any direct actions that I can think of right now, but I do have actions of others that have had a direct impact. Okay. Like, for example, my uh, my dad smoked growing up uh, and drunk almost a gallon of coffee a day. 
So growing up seeing that's like I never want to drink coffee. I never want to smoke. Like I've drank coffee in my life, but it's only one cup. And it's always kind of like I don't want to get addicted to either having drinking coffee mm. or habit smoking. And like that's something that's gonna carry with me throughout my entire life. It's like an anti Starbucks PSA. Yeah, it is. Hey, you got some against Starbucks? Bro? So much for that sponsorship. Man, that is over. I just the got window. the email too. <laughs> God damn it! Like, I did not know you were going there. <laughs> like, I just got that email. Well, even start saying something. I did episode. not know you were going there. <laughs> Can we? <laughs> oh man, that's good shit. Good shit. Good questions. Great answers, man. It hit us up, dog. Speak between the lines. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I like what you're doing on IG because you post something. I don't know if you do it every week about having our fan base ask us questions, which is how Burberry ended up doing that. Right. So, you know, if you see that post on IG, it's, it's big, red as shit. Um, <laughs> it you is know, red as shit. <laughs> you know, drop some shit in there that you want to talk about. Like I said, if it's... We'll, oh, it's and we'll uh, shout out to Burberry because she had one more thing uh, she asked. She said, uh, where do I go to buy Speak Between the Lines uh, t-shirt. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> we will be taking DMs for the time being. Yeah. Let us know the size that you would like, uh, what color you would like it in, and we will work on getting some orders in on that. And we'll work on the prices too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you like a, if you like a shirt, if you'd like a shirt, yeah, DM us. Yes. And we'll uh Yes, DM us because we'll work on the logistics. Trying, trying to find a trying to find an email in our flood gates of sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting more and more difficult. Yes, yes, yes. So many businesses are just wanting us to talk about just them on our podcast. Up. It's like you want to support black businesses. <laughs> we have a black business for you. <laughs> oh man, no doubt, dog, no doubt. So, what y'all want to roll into first, man? Oh shit, what's on the agenda? Let's see. On the docket, as my uh, podcast oh. mentor Joe Budden would say. Yeah. Oh, he's a podcast mentor now. That, <laughs> wow. He gets a lot of shout outs on this this damn podcast. He does. Like, I'm I'm starting to wonder if we should like send him some shit. I think we should. Absolutely. Man, I you know how quick Joe would shit on us. <laughs> hey, I'll take crumb-ass podcast. <laughs> <laughs> These bum ass niggas. Look, I'm gonna shout them out on my podcast because they keep talking about our asses. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Send these niggas the gunshots. Boom, boom. Uh, fucking mall. Oh. Be like, yo, begging for a shout out from us is crazy. <laughs> okay. That, bro, that's nuts. That's nuts. All right. So, um, what are we talking about? Um, J Rock? All right. So, I'm going to jump things off. Um, I have a question for you guys, and I don't have necessarily the answer. I just want to. Get the conversation started on it. That's the best question to ask is the one you don't have an answer to. Yep. All right. So my question is. That was deep. When should you leave home? At what age? I was about to say, when you're hungry, when you. (laughs) I know, right? It's like when you need to go to work. When you want to kick it. You know, when you got shorty hitting you up at 12 (laughs) o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Boy. So. Uh, me and my friends were were talking about it, you know, just in general. It's like, you know, kids leaving home normally is around 18 to 20, or if they're in college, maybe a little bit older than that. Right. So, with starting off, like, how old were y'all when y'all left out? I was 18. Um, I was probably in my mid-20s. Yeah, I think I was 20. I think I was 20 or 21. 
2021? Yeah. Okay. So... And this isn't even just in the the black culture. I, I see it everywhere. Is you know most kids do leave early twenties, but whenever we leave out, we, we leave out with nothing. Yeah, yeah, I left with nothing. You know, so and and thing about that is how how are you setting people up for success when, as a parent, you know how hard life is. But you're sell, you know, we're you know, you're forcing somebody to start off with nothing. Normally you just get a couch, a bed, and a TV stand and help with your first month's rent. If that shit. Damn, that was dangerously specific. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that shit. And they take you to Walmart. They can say a TV stand. Not even a TV and you get a TV stand. Yeah. They can find your own TV. But you better bring the one from the house with you. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? So with going out, you know, um, I was thinking about it's like, well, what if it was the opposite? You know, what if you stayed at home until you were financially ready? Like you're 25, 26, not, not even the specific age, but every month you're putting back money into a savings account or uh, you and your parents have a conversation where we're going to set up a trust for you once you hit this age. You know, you have the money that way you're leaving out and you're already financially secure. I think that's a smart thing to do. Um, I know someone. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to see who they are because I don't know if they want their information. Damn, hold on. Hello. All right. Um, so I know someone. <laughs> I know someone, and I don't know. I was I, I was showing up low, but I know someone um, who that's what they did after they went to school. They went home. Parents mm-hmm. allowed them to, to be at home, uh, rent free, um, and they were able to have a job, save up. Well past the tens of thousands of dollars, and then pay off their truck or pay off their pay off their car, mm-hmm. have a savings before they left the house. And I think I think I think at least within our community, our community, our community, community. Woo! In our community, it's kind of it's kind of on both ends because as a child. We rush. We rush to get out the house. Yeah, yeah, we do. You know what I mean? On top of our parents rushing us out, so there's not really an understanding of finance. Like, okay, if I stay home, I'm able to save up, find a job, and do all this. Like mm-hmm. that understanding is not there because we're so ready to rush off and be, be what we think an adult mm-hmm. is. Right. We, you know, our perception of what an adult is that we're not ready. And like Rock said, you leave with a couch and a TV stand. So you're in a worse situation than what you were being at home, but it's like if you just took the time and just use that time, early twenties or or whatever, I don't whatever the age is for you, to save up, build an emergency fund, pay off debt, especially if you're a college student coming from home. Imagine if you we were able to stay home, find a good job, stay home, and then pay down your student debt and pay off your car before you left. Wow. How crazy would that be? Yeah, but I I don't I don't think a lot of people are taking advantage of a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I I know. Um, shoot, when I left, um, I I caught myself being slick, and I went to a trade school. So, you know, room and board was already taken care of. Yeah, but the moment I I legit left, mm-hmm. I immediately went to the ramen noodle diet. I was on ramen noodles like almost immediately. Yeah. Um. Because, I mean, I had nothing. I had nothing. Like, my mom, I remember she was making me pay. 
she wouldn't let me take out student loans. So she made me pay out of pocket for my books and my classes. Now she helped me, but I mean that was that was struggle. Yeah. I probably, yeah. probably would have been better off staying at home. I actually got a homeboy. <clears throat> he played the game real smart. That dude, he didn't go to college, right? But he had parents that let him stay in his house and work. And this dude, like like Abe said, I mean, he saved thousands of dollars. Like, I'm not talking 10. I don't think I'm even talking 20. I mean, he was like, bruh, listen, the amount of money that you can save when you got a decent paying job, like, over the span of four or five years, mm-hmm. that adds up crazy. So much so that he bought a house out in uh, Frisco. And for the listeners who aren't from Dallas, Frisco's nice. Mm-hmm. Frisco is not cheap. And Jerry Jones actually builds out, uh, he built out the uh, the little- The star. Yeah, the star. The stadium. practice facility. Yeah, facility. That's a stadium. The uh, the star facility where literally the Cowboys go out there. And he's like right down the street from it. Oh, wow. Like almost like right down the street. And it's just like, bruh, how much money do you have? And he, he just said, you know, I stacked, I stacked my bread up. And then even his wife, like when they got married, like they moved out on their own. But their cushion was so like thick by the time that they actually moved out into their own apartment it was ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so like he could walk away from a job and not miss a beat for years. Yeah, he he's straight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it would. I think it would help us out a lot. But you know, we we get to 16, 17 years old, and we want to get grown real quick, mm-hmm. real quick. What are y'all's thoughts on um, like group living? I think that's the terminology. I may be wrong, but like. Like, is that like a non-sexual orgy? No, nigga. <laughs> wow. What is this? What? Uh, well, shit, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. It, I mean, when, it you could think, be. when you think about it, I guess so. Like a, a, a bunch of people, I guess like you say a family, right? Living in this house and they all like share the rent. They all have their own separate jobs. They all share the rent and they all pay their own bills. But because I, they're splitting the rent, it's not as... I ain't gonna lie. There's a, there's a couple... Uh, that lives right down the street from us, right? Mm-hmm. It's like five, six people in the house, and they splitting that thing five, six ways. Yeah, that their mortgage is nothing. I mean, I've thought about that. Like, if I could, um, family, close friends. Let's say if it's five of us, and we're all paying eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars a month on rent. If that's Five people, that's what, $4,900 a month? Mm-hmm. No, no, that's, yeah, 49 yeah. And then, so, mortgages, probably 1200 of that. The other 32, 30, the, 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 the other 33 is going towards Listen, the principal. I was bad at math. Yeah. Okay, so now what? No, I'm just saying. Okay. You're, you're struggling with yeah. <laughs> calculations. <down>. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you got basically two people paying the rent, the actual mortgage, other three people paying, paying on principal. Oh, I see what you're doing. So I see what you're doing. How quickly could you have that house paid off? ASAP. Then if it's a family, 
okay, boom, we got this house. And let's say we all moved out here. Okay, bam, this house paid for. Let's go build the next one next door. And then everybody do the same thing. And so literally in 10, 15 years, five people could have their all five houses paid for. Yeah. Uh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Group economics. Mm-hmm. Group I mean? economics. That's what it's called. Oh. I think I said group living or some shit. Yeah. I think, yeah, group economics, I think, is the right terminology. Gotcha. So let me ask you two. Would you even trust... Because that, that sounds great. Um, and it actually works mm-hmm. when you em- em- employ it. But would y'all even trust four people on your cell phone plan? Oh, you said on a cell phone plan? Yeah. Uh, if I know the people, yeah. It depends on the four. If I could pay the four people, yeah. Well, I would certainly hope. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like yeah. random niggas just popping. Hey, I'm here, <laughs> burning through your data and Nigga, shit. You, what were you? What site were you on? <laughs> Use the Wi-Fi, nigga. Like, goddamn, damn. Yeah, no, nah, I think, I think that's that's a cell phone plan. No, nah, I think you could be able to do that. And I've heard some, I've heard some horror stories. I've heard that. some horror stories, bro. Yeah, I've heard some horror stories, but I think if you can trust the people, and then I don't think it'll be. A, I don't think that is a huge issue. Not the cell phone plan. It so, can turn into one though. Yeah, yeah, real quick. So when do y'all think is um I guess I don't know, when do you think would be the appropriate time to leave home for both parties? Um they're for really parties, isn't an age. Well, the parents and the kids. Oh, okay. That's fair to both. Well, before we jump there, but what at what age do you think you have a good a good grasp on life though? Depends on who your you know, parent is. You know what I'm saying. So as far yeah, as and your upbringing, yeah, it depends yeah. on the parent. You know, so most people, you're right. You know, by age of 24, 25, you're still figuring it out. You know, because most people aren't taught financial freedom. Right. And the uh, the conversation I was had with one of my friends is like, well, if you're not out on your own, how do you learn the to the street smarts of life? Mm-hmm. You know that's fair, but I feel like that can be taught as well at home because even in high school, most people are still at home or with their parents or you know grandparents or whatever. But you knew the people who had street smarts and who didn't. Mm-hmm. So just being on your own doesn't constitute that you have street smarts or that, or that you'll learn it. I think that just all goes back to how you're raised, what your core values is. I think that also goes back to our, our conversation episode um, 28, where we were talking about um, helping versus enabling. Mm-hmm. So it's like walking that fine line of, okay, yes, you're at home, but are you at home building yourself or are you at home just sitting on your ass? Yeah. Right. Chilling. Yeah. And like for, the, and for, this, for this situation, it's based upon the premise that the 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 parents and the child have already had this conversation that hey you can stay in this house up until X Y Z age if you go to college if you don't go to college up to X Y Z age we're gonna uh, you're gonna save up this amount of money per month that way it's teaching financial responsibility so let's say if somebody's just working at McDonald's right so if they bring home six hundred dollars uh, every two weeks like okay well four hundred that we're gonna take into savings. So that way you have an idea of what rent's like. Because as an adult, you, you don't live off 100% of your paycheck. You got bills and other expenses. So $400 of that's to, uh, to teach responsibility. The other 200 
it's your money. You can do whatever you want with it. You know, still in in instill tithes and savings, but have the child actually do it mm-hmm. because by you forcing them to do it, you know, okay, well, four hundred dollars for rent, and I'll say put that money into a, a trust. That way, whenever they move out, they still have all their money, but you're they're making their own cushion. They're not depending on you for it, but also have them make their own savings account. That way, to, it shows you how responsible they are and to me that goes into how you how old you can be when you leave because to me it's the same thing as school you know if you don't if you fail a class you repeat facts so if you have a good job by now so you're making more than 400 you know more than 600 and i'm still taking out x amount of money to for the responsibility that's going to trust that you're gonna get back but you're not saving money you failed you're not ready to leave yet if you're not able to live off of the the normal expenses that you're gonna have left outside of rent, no, you failed. You're not ready to leave yet. So what? It what? But okay. So that that makes me want to ask. That's this question. What age do you even start teaching that type of stuff? Because a, a kid has to be a kid. I mean, for to me, some degree. For me, I'm, and again, I don't have a child yet, so this might change. You know, once you know that. I said a little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a bastard, get him. Like, right. Bastard, no, uh, no, that might it might change once once my child is here. But um, I would probably say I would I'm I'm probably gonna guess somewhere around five or six. I'm I, I would think I would start when the kids start counting in preschool. So yeah. four, five, yeah, around there, four, five, six, somewhere in there. Shit. I don't know. Yeah, I think preschool is earlier than that. Uh, kindergarten is five. So yeah, yeah, I would think probably around five or six years old. That's when I would start imparting this stuff because the earlier the better. Yeah, because they're going to retain more information because mm-hmm. they ain't going to be trying to challenge you, little smart ass. <laughs> yeah, because if you wait to ten, twelve, shit, shit. They already trying to be rebellious. Be looking like Mister Incredible. Like, why did they change math? So, <laughs> so if you can't do their they homework for them. <laughs> they yeah. gonna take financial advice, right? Yeah. Oh, Ooh. so yeah, good point. Early, I'm gonna catch. I'm gonna catch them when they saying A, B, C. No, one, two, three. Uh huh. One, two, three. Yeah. And you put one and two over here, and you save one. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I don't know if there's. I don't know if because what's fair to the parent? Because the parent, there's some parents that they want to get their lives back, and. To to me, the whole situation with leaving out early is part of a generational curse. Yep. Because, you know, the parents have been taught one way and they taught from their parents. They've been learning from their parents. And it's just a cycle of poverty that's being pushed forward because it's hard to start from nothing and be expected to end on the finish line. With, versus you have somebody like Donald Trump when he graduated from college his dad gave him a million dollars to go start a business. Yeah, but he filed bankruptcy. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he filed bankruptcy <laughs> a couple of times. But it's like, you know, most people, even Will Smith's kids, I know, most people of affluency, they don't they don't let their kids start off with nothing. Mm. And most of them end up being successful, and there's a reason for that. Because mm. I, because I, I, I think because if you take it that way, because we kind of started this conversation as if, like you said, like the, I mean, the parents didn't give the child anything once they left. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. yeah, what you're saying now, like parents who have money, like they don't let their kids just be on their ass. Now, mind you, you gotta. I would think most parents would make sure that their kids know what work is and not. Um, yeah, that yeah. You, don't, you just don't get everything out of life. Like, I think it was Shaq. Shaq said that if if any of his kids want any, any of his monies, if any of his money, then they have to have at least a master's degree, right? So mm. you have to like it's still no work, yeah. Like, and you said Will Smith, um, and the Smith family. I mean, yeah, I mean the kids are doing their thing, but Will and Jada put themselves in the position so their kids can have the life that they have. No, absolutely, and I'm not even saying this about the financial side, but if you look at the work ethic that that was instilled in them. You know, it's right. not just the financial, how much money you leave me, because money's only one part of it. Uh, like we said on one episode, if somebody is rich and they report tomorrow, they're going to find a way to become back rich because uh-huh. they have the mindset. Yeah. And if you're not building that mindset, because you're right, it's not just about the money. It, the money is a great start. Right. But it's everything else is what character are you being led with? You know, how disciplined with money are you? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not just the money aspect. There's a lot of other tenants that go with that. Uh, and for most of us, it's just go to school. Once you got school, get a job and move out. And that's good enough. Wherever point that leads you in life. Because most of my growth in life came for after, after the fact that I moved out. Yeah, mine too. Man. Actually, almost exclusively all my growth came right. from after I moved out. So yeah. imagine where you would be at if you had all the knowledge, all the character, all the drive that you learned from after you moved out, the day that you moved out. Oh, psh, it's a different game. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, it would be. I start with a clean slate knowing what we know now. Oh, psh, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. And so like, I, I, I think it's a combination of both. And because like, you know, at some point... I feel like you are too young to learn some of it. That's why I think you do need additional time so you can build up a security blanket. That way, financially, you are secure, but also spiritually, you know, you're working on personal development. So professionally, you're better. Your personal relationships will be better. I think overall, you know, it's more of a benefit for staying at home. Right. I do think, though, uh, most of our experience comes from us taking L's. You know, I know we live in a society where everybody wants to win, but I mean, L's do give you character. Like, I think a majority of my character came from me taking L's and I learned something from it. So I don't know. It, it's it's a pro and con. Like, for me, I think I'm not going to let my kid leave the house until I feel they're ready. Um, but at the same time, it's just like. There is some things that they're only going to learn. Like, I remember my dad used to always tell me, like, you're going to have to hit your head to learn this lesson. Like, you got to hit your head. And I hit my head a lot. And now I, I know certain things not to do. So, I don't know, just kind of finding that balance on when to do it and when not to. Because, again, like, I know parents that they want to, they want their kids out of 18. Yeah. Because they're trying to live. Yeah, yeah. trying to live their life. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's fair for both. Yeah. I mean, you can still take L's being at home just because you're... That's true. Just because you're at home doesn't mean that you're not taking L's because the same L's that you would have taken on 
on your own, it's just not magnified. Mm. I'll say that. Start charging your kid a late fee for yeah. on rent. <laughs> no, real talk. Oh, yeah. yeah, real talk. Like those same them some them same lessons can be learned. Like, uh, like you're you know you have your own place. You can't afford to keep the lights on. Okay, well, part of the <laughs> yeah, you go to, hold on, you go to the garage and, and hit, hit that fire breaker. No, you can't. Hell yeah, <laughs> your room gonna be dark as yo, shit. Oh shit, shit that would be that's funny. Gangsta. I'm doing that's gangsta. that. Like yo, you can teach those same lessons at home. That's gangster. I like it. Okay, I'm having fun with this now. This is dope. <laughs> that's dope. Like I'm gonna hit the circuit breaker on your ass. <laughs> like oh, shit. oh, how many days late? Nope. <laughs> oh, oh dude, that shit. shit will be funny. You don't get paid to one day? Shoot. Nope. As soon as oh, 8 yeah. o'clock hit, boy, dark. <laughs> Lights out, nigga. Be in the middle of playing a video game. This shit, every, all this shit just show. <laughs> all this shit Sli- show. And slide a damn eviction notice underneath. Well, under right, you gotta have fun with it. Right, Send you a late notice on the lecture. <laughs> If oh. your your bill's not paid by this day, hey, your power man. will be cut off. For real. Oh my god, that is funny as hell. That shit will be funny. That shit will be funny as hell. I'm down. You know how I drove your kid be? Yeah, I'm down. Okay, cool. Well, what else we got? What we All got? right, you don't. You that got, was good. That was good. Uh, no, nah, I, I got the other thing I want to talk about. All right, man. Um, that was funny. There was there was there's this book that I I just started reading and I really haven't gotten through all of it so. Um, you have to bear with me, but I thought it was I thought some of the points in it were really good. Even though I haven't read them, I kind of just kind of went through them a little bit. And I want yeah. just to share them with y'all. So the book is called Four Agreements. Um, I actually heard about it through uh, my other podcast mentor, Charlamagne the Guy, and he mentioned it on Brilliant Idiots. So I decided to grab it, and it just talks about certain certain things that you should do, like certain agreements that you should have with yourself to better your life. If that makes sense. So um, it's for, we've kind of discussed, I know the first one on the podcast, so I'm going to read, I'm going to read them off to you. Um, and then we kind of just break down and discuss them and what we see, I guess it's value from them. All right. Okay, let's go. All right. So the first agreement is be impeccable with your words. Words speak integrity. Say what you mean. Avoid using words to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Mm. Use the power of your words in, in the direction of truth, of what is good and what you want. Choose your words carefully and what you say to others as well as what you internally say to yourself. Now I'm trying to think about what I'm going to say carefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know on the last episode, you know, we talked heavily on words of affirmation. I mm-hmm. think that really just ties into the first agreement because a lot of what you affirm to your, what you affirm, like you gave out in your last episode or what you said on the last episode, you really got to be careful what you say to yourself because right. I mean you can really speak your words really speak life into what goes on yeah. internally and externally. Right. You know what I mean? I agree with that. So I just I thought I thought that was a a really good point. And as far as um, it, it mentioned something about gossiping. Um, mm-hmm. I know we got to. As a people, we got to get really control of that because a lot of what we see online and on TV is is, is gossip based. Yep. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a tabloid uh, TV show like TMZ or some shit like that, sports or shows, sports yeah. shows, anything at all, we we'll get wrapped up. We can get wrapped up into that to where it's distracting us from what we should be really thinking about. So, you know, it's funny um, when you said that about the gossiping part. The first thought that came to my mind was that quote where it says, um, average people uh, talk about, no, it says, um, 
it says average people talk about each other um brilliant people talk about ideas Mm. and that's the thing is most of us don't want to be average i think most people should aspire to be you know at least above average give me a c plus right yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you ain't gotta be an a but give me a c plus nigga yeah but but that's the thing is like when we we waste a lot of time uh, i know me personally uh i waste a lot of time um just talking about shit that doesn't really matter in fact i remember um i posted this the other day and it was um it says don't get caught up in battles that take you off course Mm, yeah and uh i remember i put a a caption on that and i was just like you know words of wisdom uh if you're going to spend energy either way why not channel it into something into working for something that you want to accomplish rather than people that will distract you Mm. and so that's smart so so you're saying that's a contract you make with yourself that hey we're only going to speak highly of ourselves or well of ourselves be careful of the words that we're using when we're talking to others and don't gossip on people. Right. It's fire. Hmm. No. Not like that because uh, the first of it is something we talked about a lot on the show. It's about honoring your word and how that's lost on this generation. Right? Yeah. And um, last season on Game of Thrones, I'm going to read something that was said by one of the uh, Jon Snow's character. He said, when enough people make false promises, words stop meaning things. And the only thing that matters is, the only, thing that you, the only thing that comes up is the one who has a better lie. Mm. Oh. And Ooh. I feel like that's what that, that really speaks truth to that is, if you don't honor your word, that's all that the only thing that you're going to be known for is, oh, he's going to just come up with a better and better lie every time. Right. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That's fire. I've been sitting on that quote for That's a couple fire. weeks. I've been waiting. On that. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga been waiting to get that one off. That's fire. <laughs> like, I don't know how we get John Snow here if I got him. This nigga in the mirror, like, yo, I'm going to kill him with this shit. I'm going to kill him with this shit. Just wait. And he got the whole print screen in his phone and everything. There you go. That was a perfect time. Shit. Yeah, had it ready. That was a perfect hey, time. My man was prepared. I like that. Okay, so what's another one? All right, so the second agreement is don't take anything personally. Um, Nothing others do is because of you. What others say? Oh, you all right? <laughs> that is so fucking fire! I got a revelation off that shit. Go ahead. All right, okay, we'll say. All right, okay, all right. So, um, yeah, nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality and their own dream. When you are immune to the other, blah, blah, blah. when you are immune to the other opinions and actions. When you are immune to the opinions and the actions of others, you don't be victim. <laughs> nigga, I was wrong. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to figure out if I wrote, if I wrote this right. I'm saying you don't be. You don't be victim. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go and read, baby. Go ahead. Go on, baby. Go ahead, child. I didn't do a church. Baby, go ahead and do it, baby. Lord, let him use it. Let him use it. That's my baby that left. <laughs> Let the Lord use yes, it. Yes. I am struggling. <laughs> it's okay, baby. Yeah, just it, keep going. Just keep going. Said, Let the Lord use you. Oh, shit. I am done oh. on that shit. Oh. Let me start over. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh shit! I just maybe I typed this out wrong because I was struggling on <laughs> <over> this shit. <laughs> Established. <laughs> All right, we are immune to the opinions and actions of others. You won't be the victim of needless suffering and worrying. You will simply say next. Now. All right, so I I have actually an interesting story on on this per se True. that happened. Um, I think it was last week. So I took my nephew to a basketball game in Plano. Right now, um, you know he's he's kind of like not in the zone or whatever. We get to the game, he's on the bench pounding shit, and when he gets in the game, he's not really giving his one hundred percent and all that stuff. And then he go he sits out. So I'm like, damn, what the hell is this nigga doing? So game ends, they lose by three, but they get the game ends, and we're walking, we're leaving the gym, and I'm like, you know, man, so what's what's going on, dog? How you feel like you play? He's just like, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I saw the coach over there talking to you. You know, what, what was he saying to you? I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I was like, all right, so, you know, how do you feel? I mean, was the team that you played against were they competitive or like what? I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> talk about something, damn it. <laughs> I said, look, bro, I didn't drive all the way to Plano to get I don't knows from you, my nigga. So when I ask you something, you need to answer it. So he's like, all right, all right. So I was like, what's going on? He said that he feels like the coach is yelling at him and he's only yelling at, at him. So he's like, man, yeah, the coach is always yelling at me, man, and it's just, it just takes me out of my game, and you know, he don't, he don't play me a lot, and all this other stuff, man. I just, I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't like him, man. I'm like, okay, well. So I said, well, first and foremost, well, when you got in the game, you was playing like trash. So if you felt like you was taking out the game, then I mean, I can't, I can't make an argument Hard for troops. you on that. You know what Hard I'm saying? Troops. Yeah. So I was like, well, do you feel like you played your best game? And he was like, nah. And I was like, well, why not? And he was like, well, I mean, I just the 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 coach, he's always yelling at me. And I was like, look, the coach is going to yell at you, bro. But here's the thing. You can't take you can't take that shit personally because you let the words that he told you affect how you played the game. And it all come. It all it's all connected in some way. You know what I mean? Mm. And I said, I said, I also told him I was like, look, bro, like you being affected by what the coach is telling you and it's making you have this reaction, like this is deeper than basketball now. Because if you let anybody talk to you a certain way and it makes you get into this type of mood, then you will always let the person who is talking to you in a negative way always have the advantage on you. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think that... Um, That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I had to break it to him deeper than basketball. So I was like, man, just don't take it personally. And if anything... The coach probably sees potential in you, and he's trying to pull that out of you. But you're you're failing his test. You're failing your own test. Mm, you wow. know what I mean? So just, I mean, you can't. You a lot of stuff you can't take. I just feel like you can't take personally. You know what I mean? So I just thought that was that was good shit. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting combination or whatever. No, no, no. I agree with it. Um, and I was gonna go somewhere different, but uh, shit, that's a great point. Um, also. <laughs> It's when I when I first heard it, is you have to realize who you are and versus, you know, people are gonna give you feedback regardless. And people are gonna have opinions and you know, you, you can only control what you you know yourself and you can't control how people react towards you. So like in that situation, like I, um man, I I lost it. I'm sorry. I fucked up. <laughs> Like I fucked up. Oh my god, I dropped it. I dropped the ball. 
Well, you ain't got another uh, nope, Jeff me. Snow or no 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 quote nothing that you can pull out. I got him. The, all, right. all right, listen. The lion does not concern itself with the pain of the sheep. What? Oh, okay. So like, what? I get the it. lion does not concern himself with the pigging of a sheep. I got. I like that. Oh, that's a good line, actually. I like that. Yeah, you should have used that. It's too late now. It's, it's good. It would have been good. That was good. No, but um, you said something struck out to you, as I said at the beginning. Oh, um, nothing others do is because of you. That that part right there. All right, so let me talk to to the business owners that that are listening to the show. Or the aspiring business owners. So I learned this lesson the hard way. And now it didn't become revealed to me till like a year later. But what's the best way to say it? All right. So you're the star of your own movie. You're the star of your own movie. But you are not the star of everybody else's. Right? So there's a lot of times that we will approach somebody from a business standpoint. We want to give them an opportunity or something like that. Right? Mm-hmm. And we send them something and they don't respond. And we take it personally as if they rejected us. Right? Yeah. Oh, I know you got this because I sent it to you. Yeah. But you didn't hit me back. You didn't call me back. You didn't do anything. Right? So it's easy for us to get emotional about that. And a mentor of mine taught me that you have to discipline your emotions because your emotions lie to you. Your emotions betray you. You feel that way right now in Mm -hmm. the moment, but you won't always feel that way. So I let my emotions get the better of me and I sent somebody some information. They didn't respond in what I thought would be timely. Right. Check the arrogance. I thought that would be timely. So a year goes by and I run back into him and I have a conversation with him. And I was like, yo, you know, just cordial. Like, you know, how I've been doing everything like that. And then they let me know um, they've been through hell. Like mm. issues with their family, deaths going on, like all this, all this extra stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, I actually got uh, the information that you had sent, uh, but I just wasn't in the mental, my, I wasn't in a mind frame to be able to receive that. Mm. And so it humbled, it humbled me, and it, it, it was just like. Yeah, you have to understand. Like what my mentor said, it all came right yeah. back. And it and just when you said it, it's just like people read it again. You just said people because you, it you're gonna say it better than I could. Let me see. Okay, am, am I? Shit, <laughs> <laughs> my baby, don't even worry about that. Just go ahead and read that script, baby. Go ahead. Nothing's nothing others do is because of you, right? And so it's 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 that dynamic where you have to understand how important you are. To yourself, mm. so self worth, right? Right. Going back to Burberry, uh, but also how insignificant you are in the grand scheme of things, mm. and you have to be okay with both sides of that. Mm. And that's a that's a that's a balancing act that we all have to do individually. Like you have to understand that you are valuable, you are important, but depending on whatever person's timing is when you meet them or when y'all cross paths, that may not be your season. And that was like so freeing, just knowing that, okay, cool. It's not personal. They're not attacking me if I send something to them and they don't respond the way that I feel. Or, you know, they may even respond something negative, but it may be something going on in their personal life that's causing them to do that and it has nothing to do with me. Right. Mm, that's powerful. And that's that was free. Yeah. So that's what I got from them. That's powerful. That's powerful. Okay. All right, I'm back. 
You back? Uh, you yeah, got okay. something? Okay. I was All right. So, I nah, appreciate it. No, so, <laughs> nah, cause, uh, so I was going to talk about it from the work aspect of it, okay. right? Because so even now, sometimes when a policy changes at work or the way something is done at work, it feels like this change is directed at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But people, you know, they, when that change had nothing to do with you, but everything that happens in life is, you know, like with the business aspect, it feels like, okay, uh, you know, let's say you have plans to go do something. No, I can't make it. You feel like, oh, it's a personal reason why you're breaking this arrangement. Hmm. And if people got out of that that personal mindset, you know, like like Rich said, that example is like you never know what somebody's going through on the other end of it. So let's say, you know, if, if we're all three going to go kick it. And at the last minute, like, hey, man, something came up. I can't make it. And I just leave it at that because I don't want to go in it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all may feel like, damn, this thing is always personally doing this shit to us. So it's on both sides of either something is a change in your life. Realize that, you know, it, it's not a personal attack on you. And also when things are done to others, realize that it's not a personal thing. It's just something came up. And you you don't know the whole story, you just only know what happens on page three. You don't know what happened on page one and two. Long range. Uh, that was dope. Yeah, uh, long range. That I like fire. that. That was fire. Good comeback. That's what's up, man. That was fire. That was a good comeback. All right. So what's the next one? I like how we approach that from all different like different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Because you looked at me like I was about to say some bullshit. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> that was that, that wasn't the vibe I was trying to send. He, to he you. was like. <laughs> I like, no, that guy. I must actually say something. He's like, you. He's like, I can't read this shit. Jerry ain't answering. Like, you put <laughs> Balls in your court, nigga. What? Oh shit, nigga, like, don't nigga, Save the segment, nigga. Save it. <laughs> shit, I thought you were telling me, like, nigga, you for the fail with us. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, everybody going down in this. No, like, literally, I did get nervous. So halfway talking through, because I was looking, I was like, "Oh shit, am I fucking this up?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh no, I don't. Oh, Sorry, nigga. guys. Oh my god, nigga, that right. shit. That shit was funny. What's the next one? I can't lie. All right, the third one. All right, don't make don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communications with communication with others. As communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. You have to learn how to ask what you want with conviction and confidence. Others cannot read your mind. With this just one agreement, you can completely transform your life. Dude. Agreed. Yes. I mean, shit. Your close mouth don't get fed. Close mouth don't get fed, nigga. I, I can't tell you how many times I done got caught in some assuming shit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, ever heard the phrase that assume uh, just means make an ass out of you and me? Yep. yep. Yeah, nah, nigga. Assume you just you just make an it's ass out of your goddamn self. Just by yourself, nigga. Just by yourself, man. Yeah, man. So I know, like I've kind of said on this podcast before, I mean, you know, communication is one thing that I strongly want to work on. Mm-hmm. You um, did say that. I remember that. Yeah, man. So I think I think that I mean I think that in itself is a powerful tool. So yeah, definitely don't assume. Uh, man. I've assumed so much shit that I was wrong on. Like, I failed so many people. Uh, sometimes I feel like I failed y'all too. Um, just assuming things. Um, it sucks because it's like you think you're always right. Like it, it's hard to it's hard to not 
think that you're right about something. Yeah. Um, shit, man. That that will change your life. Like mm-hmm. that same. I I don't really. I can't really add to that. Like that. That almost said it all. Yeah. Yeah. And it 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 ties into the previous one too, because if you're clear in everything that you're saying in the conversation, then there is no need to take it personally. Because you're clearly advising of what's going on, you're cl- clearly setting what the what the expectations is, right? So it's no reason to take it personal at that point. Yeah, that's real. That's real talk. Mm. Mm. That's mm. good shit. I gotta read it. What's the thing? It's called the Four Agreements. The Four Agreements. Yeah. That's dope. All, All right. right. So we got one more. All right. <laughs> Clear the throat. Nah, let me just try to just pre-read this real quick. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was funny. Oh, oh I understand. Nice. All right, man. All right, that agreement was slick. Four. That was dope. <laughs> agreement four: Always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different from when you're healthy as opposed to when you're sick. It will be different from day to day. Uh, under any circumstance, under any circumstance, simply do your best, and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and re- regret. Mm. Oh shit! No, no, no! I was just saying because that goes back to the episode that we did about bringing your, bringing your A game and always saying that your A game, mm-hmm. and then also when it says that know that your best is going to change, you know whether you're in good spirits, bad spirits, healthy, sick, is always you know also goes into knowing what you're capable of at all times. Mm-hmm. And that brings a different type of self-awareness to the table that, you know, most people is like, okay, well, if I'm healthy, I can do this. And then if they're sick and they can't form that level, they get, they'll get full of regret, they get mad themselves, and they can get abusive. But you have to realize, well, you're not at 100%, so how can you stay at that level? Mm. So This nigga is bringing it full circle, ain't he? That nigga, I was, that nigga just I was tied well up. done. Yeah, that nigga tied up like eight different episodes <laughs> to that one comment. Yeah, no comment. That that was that was well done. Yeah, I, I think the one thing I like about this the most is that simply do your best and you will avoid self judgment, self abuse, and regret. I mean, how many times have we found ourselves like after a situation? Like I was just talking about my nephew. Like after after a situation where you just feel like, damn man, did I really just go as hard as I could? You right. Know what I'm saying? Did right. I really, did I really do what like to my best ability at that moment in time? And I just think that all those questions go away if you know that at that particular time you gave the best that you possibly could with that particular circumstance or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like all that goes away. Regret, self-judgment, all that goes away if you know at that moment in time you did the best. That's actually very true. Because barring some situations, in most situations we're not, you don't regret the, the decision. You regret how you handled it. If you handled that 100%, then there's nothing to regret. Mm. So I like that. Yeah. No, that's real. Cause like, I mean, for me personally, like better to, better to go all out and fail than to half ass and not know. Mm, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like someone asked me, um, you know, cause niggas talk shit and, um, they're always, um, judgmental to a certain extent. But now I'm kind of learning, like, you know, it's not personal, right? Right. But um, someone asked me, they were like, um, you made your million yet? You know? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. You, you own your that own. That question. Yeah, you own your own business. You made, you made your million yet? And I thought about it. 
And I was like, no, I haven't made the million yet, but you're kind of catching me in in my maturation season. Like, like, I'm trying to get a degree in finance. That's what this is. Like, me building a business is getting my degree in finance. So you wouldn't ask me, you know, if I've accomplished all these goals if I was a sophomore. Right. That's the equivalent. This is my sophomore season. This is my junior season. Like, I'm trying to get a master's degree in this. So, no, I haven't made the million yet, but um, was the uh, there was a, a track by Royce the 5'9 and Joe Button. Damn, Joe gets a lot of shout outs. But Royce actually said this line. Uh, he said, um, even a diamond has to be polished first. So it's not pure yet. You have to polish it up, get the edges, the rough edges off. And I'd rather go 100% in building a business, making my mistakes, learning from those mistakes, apologizing to those people that I hurt for those mistakes and moving forward and not make it than to start a business half ass it and not know for a fact that it worked. Mm. Cause now I just shortchanged me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where they, that's where the regret sets in. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, did I really like shit? What would have happened if I really gave it? If I really committed, if I really put it in, what would have happened? Exactly. Or if I really like if the game was on the line and I had a I had the shot and I didn't take the shot. That kills you. Exactly. It it kills yeah. you. Um now I wasn't that polite in my response. No, of course not. No, I know you shit on this person. No, I didn't shit on him. I just level said. I was just like, okay, well, you know, um I've been, you know, building a business here um for a few years. You know, I'd like to ask you, like, how long have you been working at your job? Oh, I've been working at my job. Oh, you hit a Yeah, I, was, I, I, I knew I was like, have you made your million yet at your job? Well, I didn't uh, go to the million. Oh. I, said, I said, okay, well, can you live six months if you had to stop working right now? Get back to me when you can do that. Oh, uh, you hit him with that. You hit him with that one. Or you may want to look into what I'm doing. Here's the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, you know, so. whatever. Yeah. But, um, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, man. Yeah. The one thing that you did say, I just want to follow up with it, mm-hmm. is that self-awareness and know what season you're in. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you're doing, you have to have that. Whether you're working at nine to five, right. whether you're trying to build a career. Right. And when people try to ask you that question, it's like, well, I, you know, I thought you were going to be running the company by now. Right. You know, you got all these degrees. What you're doing with them? Well, I'm still in my freshman year right now. Right. So... You can't let others deter you from what your dream. And I, I just wanted to go ahead and bring that back because like, that was really profound when you said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just knowing like, hey, I'm just in my sophomore year right now. You know, when I graduate, then then we can have that conversation. Yeah, mm. facts. And I'm, what, 33 now? So I'm like, I'm just past halftime. Boy. Like, I look Kanye at- Kanye West, late registration. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I do. I look, I look at life as in- Like, because I like sports, I look at life in seasons. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, um, what's a life expectancy for most people? It's like 80? Uh, yeah. Maybe 80, 90 years old? Well, maybe, let's say 70. 75. 75, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think. So if it's 75, what's half of 70, my mathematicians? 35. 35. 35. Okay, cool. Well, so then I'm approaching halftime then. So I'm still in the first half mm-hmm. of my life and what I'm trying to accomplish. So no, I haven't necessarily made the millions of dollars, but I mean, 
everybody's season is different. Here's another thing I learned. Um, I don't know why that just came to me, but um, I was at an event yesterday and they were talking about how you plant seeds, right? And it's funny how we plant seeds like you make an investment in whether it be your personal life, your relationships, your spiritual life, you know, your health, whatever, right? And you plant the seed and you don't see the seed grow from the ground. Like you, you can't see it coming up from the ground, yeah. right? And you say to yourself, ah, oh, failed. You know, this didn't work. Like I'm done. Mm-hmm. And you leave. And it's funny because, and I guess I can tie that into a business sense. It would be the equivalent of like, I do my business. I share information with you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you looked at it, but the season wasn't right. Now, I can't see the seed coming up from the ground because I'm looking at you like, well, dang, I gave you the information. You should join, mm-hmm. right? Right. So I leave and I quit. This doesn't work. I'm done. So I'm out, right? J-Rock comes to you and shows you the same information. And you say to yourself, you know what? I've seen this before, right? And... Now you're ready. Now he's eating the seed that I originally planted. Mm, yeah. Because it's like chicken. <laughs> and it happens all the time because right. just because it's not happening on your timing doesn't mean that the seed isn't growing. Life grows the seed. You just deposit it. And that could be in anything in life. But we too often leave the garden because it's not happening in our on our timing. Right. Not knowing that every seed is different. It, I could give you, a, like, there was a, a, a minister who actually gave three people uh, a seed and told them to water it, put them in the sunlight, and we'll come back in a month and see how well you've, you know, you've done. And one dude, he looked at the seed, and he was just like, shit wasn't growing. It would not come out. He called his homeboy. He was like, yo, how's your seed looking? And you know how you get bitter when somebody says that they're doing better than you? Yeah. Like, he was like, oh man, my shit like falling out the pot. He was like, he said, I had to yeah, I had to get a pot. He was like, Are you serious? He said, Stop playing. And he was like, nah, I'm, I'm dead serious. He's like, all right, man, whatever. So he calls his homegirl. He uh asked her, Well, how how's your seed doing? She was like, I think I killed it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he felt good because it, it just dropped. Yeah, he said, he said, I felt better. You know, he's like, I felt great about this. And so they ended up going back to the church and the pastor you know, looked at the seeds and everything like that. And he was like, yeah, man, like my, like his thing still didn't go off the ground. So he was like, you know, it didn't work. And he was like, no, you don't understand. Like the seed that I gave you is designed to take longer to, to germinate and Mm. grow. And he said, the seed that I gave him is meant to happen quicker. And her seed, her plant's not dead. That's the type of plant it is. That's how it lives. And so that's that's a life lesson. Now I came from Darnell Self. Let me spoilers. Okay, but um, <laughs> but it's very poignant in the fact that we too often give up on ourselves while it's while the seed is working. Right. But we think it's a different type of seed. Oh, this is supposed to be an instant transmission seed. It's supposed to happen like that. Yeah. No. Damn, that was good. Yeah. And I I don't know. I'm gonna keep on going on this topic because I said. I feel like the reason for it is, like something said earlier, is the mindset that we're all the movie star of our own movie, right? Mm-hmm. So we're so used to the Hollywood effect that when the star comes up, something happens. Mm-hmm. And people are so used to that instant gratification 
that, like you said, in the movie, whenever the hero comes up, adversity, I said, okay, I failed the first time, I go back and train, come back the second time, and I win. And that's how most people look at life. I go through life, get set back, I go back to do a little training, I should win. Yeah, but if your life is two hours long. And then once you fail the second time, oh, shit, I don't know what to do. I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. it's like, that's that, the issue is, you know, people don't have a real or don't have enough real examples of how life goes. They, we look to life into media, social media, movies, you know, everything except for real life. Right. So that's real. It's good stuff. That's, that's good, good stuff, stuff, man. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So we yeah, check that book. We are. We are. We really are. I guess it's, that's what happened when you, when you, have guests and get to relax and interview. <laughs> you save all the good there shit. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just go into question mode. All right, man. Yeah, that's the four agreements, man. Hit us up, man. We want to know y'all. Who wrote on that? It. Um, I don't know actually. Yeah, we gotta we gotta find that out later. Um, yeah, we'll find that. We'll, out We'll we'll definitely plug that because that that's dope for sure for sure, man. Hit us up, man. Your thoughts. Speak between the lines. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And which I want to roll to, which I want to roll to, what you got for us, Rez? So uh, the topic that I wanted to get into uh, just briefly here is um, it's a philosophy about life and um, the concept or I guess I don't want to say balance because balance gets misconstrued because everybody's like everything has to be balanced, you know, Thanos and then you fuck shit up. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, that snap was legit. But um, life is about priorities. And so there's this thing called the six spokes of life. And if you think about, like, if you look at your car, you know, you see. Um, it's the, by wheel belt. Yeah, everybody just <laughs> look yeah, to the right. Look, yeah, <laughs> so you see the spokes on the wheel, right? And so each wheel. Uh, or each spoke actually represents a portion of your life. So I'm going to give you the, the six spokes first. Um, first one, physical and health. That's a spoke, mm. right? Second one, social and cultural. That's a spoke. Third one, family and home. That's a spoke. Spiritual and ethical. Mental and educational. And last one is financial and career. So physical and health is just what it sounds like. Like, how well am I doing physically? How does my body feel? Um, what is my health like? Mm. And am I maintaining that? Social and cultural are more like, what am I doing for the community? What do I give back um, to people? And family and home are like your values you know are you pleased with your values um how are you how do you feel about how do you feel when you come home what is that what is that feeling for you um how are you as a parent or how is your relationship with your parents do you talk to your parents enough you know do you Talk to your kids enough? Do you teach or mentor your kids? Or are you a good kid? Or am I a good son? Am I a good daughter? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Spiritual and ethical um, obviously speaks to the relationship with the most high. And um, ethical from a standpoint of do you do the right things even when no one's looking? 
Mm. Mental and education uh, can be simply summed up as, are you growing? Are you continuing to grow or have you gotten stagnant? Uh, financial and career, um, you know, your net worth, what are your goals? Um, let me back up to spiritual and ethical because I took notes on this too. Is spiritual, oh, this is so dope. So now it has to be dope because I just said it. But yeah, no pressure. Right. Yeah, no pressure. All right, spiritual. How do you feel in terms of having the faith that things can be greater than what you see? Hmm. Spiritual. How do you feel in terms of having the faith that things can be greater than what you can currently see? Wow. Because you may say to yourself, look, I doubt all the time. And maybe you doubt all the time because you're leaning more to your own understanding than having faith. So if you catch yourself doubting all the time, I can never do that. I can never accomplish that. Mm. Maybe you need to check your spirituality. Right. Maybe you need to check your faith. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Okay. I don't want to hit too hard. But um, life First off, let me get get your thoughts on that. Like the spokes. Um, so, family. Yep, family and home. Health and education. Uh, well, I mean health. Physical and, and health. Physical, health. Physical, physical and health. Education. Was that a part of personal development? Uh, mental and education. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Financial and career. And social and cultural. <laughs> Just like I'm hungry. I am hungry. Yo, I am hungry. <laughs> what was that YouTube video this nigga was watching? Right. Oh, the people the lady, Yeah, the lady that chews into the microphone. Yeah. That's soothing as hell. I need to find out who it she is. is. That is not. So okay. Not I'm trying to tell y'all, nigga, she be biting on this pickle. That shit be like. Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Hold up. That is not soothing. I'm talking about spiritual and ethical. This nigga. Biting on pickles. All right, go ahead, J Rock. Um, I don't think anything's missing. I was also trying to see was there anything that'll be missing out of that. Read them back to me one more time. So you got physical and health, mm-hmm. social and cultural, family and home, spiritual and ethical, mental and education, and financial and career. No, I agree with those for the most part. I, I can't think of anything that needs to be inserted. That's that's missing out. That's not already encompassing, and and one of the spokes that that was mentioned. Yeah, I don't think anything is missing. I think they're all important, actually. And I think you can feel the effects of one if one wasn't as strong as the others. Ah, beautiful segue. That's a beautiful segue. That's crazy because we haven't talked about that. That's crazy. All right. So here's the thing. When I found this out, um. We had to number these from one to ten, mm-hmm. and basically, it's one to ten based off of where you are currently compared to where you want to be. So, for example, physical and health. Uh, I gave myself a five in physical and a six in health, right? Mm-hmm. But that's in relation to where I want to be. So a 10 would be where I want to be being able to say that I can run 
four or five miles without stopping. Right. You can do that. You just need the police behind you. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was easy. Good. That was good. <laughs> we running for days. For real, for real. I don't know, man. Police behind you. Cat Casby, what was that? Uh cops niggas be trying to hit the fence and it, they wouldn't make it. Hell no, yeah, shit. Um I actually graded these, uh, but I would challenge everybody uh, listening as well as uh, ourselves to actually grade these uh, from one to 10 based off of where we are currently and where we want to be. Uh, family and home, uh, for family, I gave myself a four compared to where I want to be right now. Uh, home, I gave myself a seven compared to where I want to be. Spiritual, I gave myself a six compared to where I want to be. Ethical, I gave myself a seven. Compared to where I want to be. Um, mental, I gave myself a six. I think I'm operating at a six right now compared to where I really want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, education, I'm probably at a five compared to where I want to be. And lastly, financial and career, I'm at a two compared to where I want to be. Um, now, mentioning what um, Ave was talking about is you would feel you would feel when one of those things are off right right so let's talk about the difference between balance and priorities because we always say to ourselves like life is about balance like you want to be well-rounded which you do want to be well-rounded because if you're going to be proficient in all of these spokes that means you're Mm well-rounded however there are times where you need to make a choice on shoring up your weaknesses and so it's not about balance, it's about priorities. As you set priorities on where you would like things to be, you're more likely to focus on those areas because now you've made them a priority. So it's like when, say you ask somebody to hit you up, right? They don't call. And then you know how to hit you with the, well, I didn't have time to call you. Right. No, it's not that you didn't have time. You just didn't make it a priority. I wasn't a priority. And you have to be okay with that, that that person didn't hit you back because you weren't a priority to their life at that time. Where you fit in their wheel was not a priority. So you got to be okay with that. So this keeps people in line because basically if one of those spokes is off, think about your, your tire and your wheel going against the road, right? When one of those spokes basically is off balance or weak, it's going to bump. You're going to feel a bump in your life, whether that's financially, whether that's spiritually, whether that's educational, whether that's whatever. Health. Say it's health, right? Mm-hmm. You, you say to yourself, uh, eh, fuck it. I'm just going to eat the cupcakes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, fuck it. Right. But then the doctor says to you, look, you're not going to make it. You got six months to clean this up. Right. Right. Or you're out. You're out of here. You're uh-huh. not going to live. I'll give you six months. Right. Watch how fast you will change your current behavior. Because see, before, you were too busy. I didn't have time to make meals. Now you create that time. Because why? Mm-hmm. It's a priority, it's a priority now. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was so busy, I couldn't fix the meals. Now I've been given a, de- a deadline. I know I'm weak in this. Because somebody's telling me I'm weak in this. I know for a fact I need to, to lock in on this. Now it's like you, you find out 
what's important. And I think too many times we're on autopilot and we're not thinking about what's important. So the cool thing about this is as you number one to 10, you're going to see where you're deficient at. So now that you see, like for me, finances are a deficiency for me because relative to where I want to be, like, oh, boy, is like, well, you made a million yet. No. Compared to making a million, I'm at a two. So I know I need to to lock in on that. That's a priority. Yeah. yeah. So I've had to change things like so, you know, we have guys nights night out. Right. I've had to cut back on that because I've had to lock in on getting this this wheel, this spoke proficient. Because I look at it like you guys joke on me. I'm 33. No, nigga, I'm 33. Like, I don't have a lot of time. Like, I need to I need to stop playing with this and and lock in and get that get that going. So I guess does that make sense as far as like the priority part? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, I want to ask a question with that. Yeah. So because if one spoke is oh shit, he's kicking my head. <laughs> <laughs> second time today. That's, that's number two. He's gonna try to hit me with a a mic stand. A mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many spokes would have to be deficient for you to notice it? Because if one's deficient, but that area is not a prior is not a priority for you, you wouldn't notice it. So, if you don't care about family. Yep. Right. So if that spoke is a zero, but you don't care about it, it's not a a spoke for you. Or if for spirituality. Right. But I don't believe in anything. So right. that's not a spoke for me. So how many spokes can be missing for you to have an effect? So if we're using the 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 tire analogy, if you're missing a couple spokes or a couple lug nuts, the tire comes off. Mm-hmm. So how many spokes wow. would be missing? That's a great point. For you to actually lose the tire, you lose control. Hmm. I would defer to you and what you said earlier. For me, now again, this is relative. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. This is all for a personal sample, right? For me, I couldn't lose a lug nut because you said it earlier. I don't see anything that's missing. Mm-hmm. So if you agree with that. You can't afford to lose one. But let's say you are not spiritual at all and you lose that one. Um, Say you said family. They don't care about family. Now, family is tricky because that's relative. Right. Yeah, it is. Right, because family was the family, friends, your social network, your community. Yeah. Um, I would argue that if someone feels that way where they're not, they're not already, they're not, they have no ties to family, friends, social, anything like that. I think their wheels are already off at that yeah. point, in my opinion. Um, now, I'm open to correction on that, but I think that's such an essential part of life. So I can't, I can't imagine God saying, love your neighbor as you love yourself, but then you're not social at all. All right. So let's say mm-hmm. that one off and let's say education. Isn't important to you. I've, I got my I got my high school degree. Yep. Uh, I got my high school diploma, and I'm okay making twelve dollars an hour for the rest of my life. Well, now you have a financial problem. That's yeah. Not a- but I'm saying, but if you're okay with all these things, you know, I'm saying you're you're still moving, but mm-hmm. 
it's I guess it's it's only based on your perception. Well, let's take it back to A Suite. How do you know when you have a problem? Mm, until you, unless you know what the solution is, mm-hmm. you do not have a problem until there's a clear difference between what you want to happen and what's happening. So if there's a if you if you have no problems with that, like you know what, I don't have any family or anything like that, and I'm not worried about it. Yeah, there's no difference between what's going on and what you want. So now you're good. So it doesn't matter if that's if that spoke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you fed me that. Yeah. Because I was like I was yeah. trying to think of the answer and you you gave that to me. That was good. So, um, but here's the thing is, um, if the danger of this the, of the spoke. So if we don't get this right, the wheel doesn't turn properly because, like you said, you could lose the tire. So every time the wheel gets to an area or a spoke that you're deficient in, it'll bounce. And it's going to hurt every time. So, like, literally, your life will feel like it's on, like, a rocky road. Boy. As you're traveling. Right. So, um, your other areas, you could be solid. You could be solid on family. You could be solid on your spirituality. You could be solid on your health. Um, but every time it rolls over to, say, the finance. But Reese's overdraft. You're going to, yes. <laughs> it hurts. Man. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it hits it's like every day you notice it yeah and because it hits you every day you can't focus so it's like you have to identify what's a priority for you or not and so i i would challenge everyone to grade themselves on that and then now you can make a decision so for example if health's an issue and you're like i'm deficient in health right when you see that because most people are visual when you see like okay well these are my spokes. Health's at the very bottom. Now, that's a priority because you need to get that right. That will get you into the gym. Mm, yeah. It will. It will. Because when you see that, especially that example about the doctor, like if you yeah. imagine the doctor say, you got six months. Right. That is a motivation, a motivating factor. Yeah. No, it is. And then, like, for me, like, I have, I have, Certain goals that I need to get accomplished. So, for example, like um, cultural, like social. Mm-hmm. If we were not doing this podcast, my grade would be a lot, a lot lower. Man, yeah. It would be a lot Mine lower. Too. <laughs> and I kind of debated with myself on if I should give credit for doing a podcast or not. Because I didn't want it to be like, well, I'm using a podcast as a crutch to not do more things in the community. So, I know we've talked about doing some things in the community right Mm -hmm. and i'd like to do that this year because that's going to get that number up yeah right yeah but i appreciate you guys being on this show where we can talk and express these things because that makes me a better person i.e my number goes up i guess and i don't want to put y'all on the spot um but i want i kind of want to ask y'all where y'all feel y'all are on those um, but I'm okay if y'all don't necessarily want to, if y'all want to think about it, because it will reveal some things to you and it will help you lock in on certain things that you, you probably have neglected. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I want that list. Cause I, that's something else. Yeah. I want to look at since Rez brings all the challenges to the, to the podcast. That never Damn, get done. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Though. That's not a bad thing at all. Like I said, I want the list because I think that's another good thing. I'll post to it explore. on. A, I'll post it on social media. Yeah. Okay. 
Because the, the harder part about that list is in relationship to where you want to be. Yeah, that's the most important part. Because not only do you have to take assessment of where I'm at today, where do you want to finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that goes back to what Sweet said. It's like you have to have a clear vision of what you want to happen. And you have to know where you have to know where you're at now. So like he said, you can solve for X. What I need to do to get there. Right. Yeah. That's that's actually really good. Because the only I mean, I've I've heard of pillars. I mean you're calling them smokes, but pillars. Yeah. I've heard of like four pillars, health, wealth, love, and happiness, but you break it down to where it's like it's other stuff that you should focus on too. And I think that's I think that's something that everyone should definitely ex- explore. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm talking about that. You got something else? What no, I mean that that was pretty much it. I just kind of wanted to, um, you know, discuss that a little bit and get y'all thoughts on it. Uh, I'm trying to get a picture. I'm gonna text it to y'all so y'all can see it. Okay. I mean, we don't have well, to do it right now. I mean, we are on camera. And we live at five. So yeah, um, what is stuck now? See, that's why you didn't hear me the last time. So on did. the last episode, I was I was gonna ask you to do something. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> now nah, what was you gonna ask? No, nah, I was gonna ask if you could read them out and maybe like now I can do like a rough draft of what I think where I think I may be. Yeah. Alright, so go ahead. Okay. So let's grab it. So the first one is uh physical and health. Physical and health, I feel like damn I feel, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk too deep in it because it'll go long. Um Probably like five. Two. Five? Yeah. Wait, did y'all both answer? Yeah, he said five. I said two. Oh, I didn't even. Okay, my bad. Like, I heard it come through, but I was like. You said 52? I was like, damn, that was good. I was like, no. Okay, so. Okay, so in relation to where you want to be. All right. So the second one, and write this down. Like, so if you. Um, have your phone just write two or five or whatever mm-hmm. um, so the second one is social and cultural damn now I feel like when you yeah. say them I want to I, w- I want to talk about them now from my perspective but talk I don't because I don't, I don't want the episode to because this episode is already going long so I don't want to I don't want to do that oh yeah the hour and 38 yeah that's pretty accurate yeah hour and 40 yeah hour and 39 actually yeah, we done the two hour episode before um, shoot, if niggas don't want to listen, they can cut it off. I'd probably say, <laughs> I know, right? You're right. I'd probably say five. I'm not as sociable as I was when I was in college. Like, of course not. I know. It's <laughs> 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 a different guy right there. Yeah, no, nah, but I mean, even then, like, I mean, just now that I've kind of like established this life that I have with like a wife and kids, like, it's hard, and I, I stay far, it's harder to be. Like sociable in a person to person setting, you know, I can be sociable online on social media and all that stuff, but like, well, that counts. Yeah, but I, I know it counts, but it's like it, it doesn't, doesn't count. Feel, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel as as I want to say. It doesn't feel as authentic. I guess. Well, think about it like this. Um, it can also be service, like social and cultural, can be like community service. What are you doing to help people? What are you doing to empower people? Like that. That's that's cultural. Yeah. So that, that doesn't mean you're like at a club. No, nah, I know I'm not. I, I get that. Uh, Trappy hour, baby. <laughs> yeah. Nigga, yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I probably still say five. That's fair. I'll probably say four because of the podcast. If it wasn't for the podcast, I'll zero. Yeah, yeah. That's that's noble. The fact that you admit that that that's that's real. But the podcast, I think, is giving us a curve that we normally wouldn't have. Yeah. So I agree on a with couple that. of these spokes, actually. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so next one's family and home. I will be editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, probably say six. Okay. I would say four because yeah. I don't contact people enough. You with there? You right there with me? Yeah, because I care deeply about family, but I don't reach out to people enough the way I should. Ah, uh, see, that make me want to change my answer. So, yeah, yeah. That's why we're talking it out. Cause I said we said family at home. I I yeah. really went to my wife and kids. Right. My wife and kid. Um, Someone let the listeners know. Nah, no, <laughs> ain't no, ain't got nothing else floating around out there. <laughs> nah, I only got one baby, one baby. Um, I probably say five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I probably say five. Spiritual and ethical. Nigga, that's like a two for me. I'm Dang, not even. Well, you a grimy ass nigga. <laughs> like, I, it's not that I'm grimy. So you said spiritual and ethical, and you said yeah. ethical is pretty much something that you do. Ethical character. is doing what, doing the right thing, even you when know, no, no one's one is looking. watching. Yeah, that's hard. Two or three, because yeah. you got to you got to think about it like this. It's not just it's not just okay. I'm doing the right thing when no one's looking. As far as like people, am I doing the right thing when no one's looking? As far as God, even though He's always looking. Yeah, whether people are there or not. But when I'm by myself, am I the same person behind the doors as I am outside of the doors? Oh, well, so you you change you you're changing it up then? What you mean? Because I, I thought spiritual, like when you said spiritual, mm-hmm. like I was thinking of like how close do you feel with God in regards to going to church and all that stuff. That's how I took that. But you're the church. Yeah, and and in so many words, yeah, I am. No, I mean, like in the purest sense of the word, you you are the church. That building is a brick and mortar building that we yeah, but fellowship also, at. It also says that one or more have to be gathered in my name. So just because you're the church by yourself does not mean that you're in church. Oh, I'm not giving him out, nigga. Take your ass to church. What I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying though, in context, you spiritually are the church, right? Uh huh. Right. But he also says, don't forsake, you know, the gathering. You know, don't forsake the fellowship. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to get your ass up and go to church. But you can also feel no shame in worshiping by yourself. I know people that worship by themselves that that are more relational with God than people that go to church because they, they're more robotic and they're, it's like, they're this way on Sunday. Yeah. Probably about Sunday night at around nine o'clock, they go back to who they really yeah. are. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I, it's, it's it's a balance. balance. Yeah, that goes to the to the ethic size of is who are you when nobody's watching? Mm-hmm. Because I, I I can say that. I mean, I'm saying it's a low number, but at the same time, I feel like I'm the same around everybody. Like me personally, I'm the same person around everybody. Like if I'm in front of you, I'm I feel like I'm the same person if I'm in front of anyone else. You and know what I mean, that's so, credit. But and remember the example we gave about faith. Like you know, do you do you believe if as far as i guess in terms of faith that things could be greater than they are right now 
Uh, okay, yeah. If that's the case, my number's still low. Right there with you, buddy. Uh, I'll say about three or four. Because on the spiritual side, I feel like I am lower. But like you were saying, with the ethical side, I feel like I'm the same person no matter who's around. It just may be different extremes of it. Facts. Depending, you know, because, you know, you have to be where you can't be. A, everybody can't take 100%, 100% of you 100% of the time. Facts. So, mm. I, but overall, I feel like I'm the same person regardless. So I'll say about three or four to where I need to be spiritually. It's bringing it down. Got it. Uh, next one, mental and educational. Mentor and education or mental? Mental. Mental and education. You want to go first? Oh, uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I feel like I'm mm, about a six. Again, that's because of the podcast. Mm. Because in stuff that we talk about, I have to do research so that I can bring something credible to the table. So I'm always evolving because of this. So it's helped, and, you know, it's helping out this number as well. Appreciate that. That's real. That's real. Okay. Can I ask what what would you be would you think you would be before the podcast? Ooh, six months ago, where was I? In limbo. You say would, in a limbo? In limbo. I would, in limbo, I would say yeah. about a three, two or three, because at that point it was a different type of learning. It was only job based or career based. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't personal development type of learning. You know, it's crazy. We kind of just walked our way. We kind of back back into the fact that this podcast actually is helping us out in spokes of our lives, so it actually gives more credi- credibility to what we're doing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. that's crazy. It is, and that's one thing we said at the beginning of the, when we first started. Like, yeah, I mean, we have to grow along with what we're sharing with whoever is listening. That's dope. You know what I mean? All right. So yeah, my that's number dope. will probably be around that area too. Okay, so last one is a uh, financial and career. Nigga, like two. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's what I, I think I put two. I could have sworn I put two. Boy, my number tough. A tough one. No, I thought he's going to put a negative in front of that. Whole <laughs> <lot>. <laughs> negative <laughs> 10. Man. Man. This nigga got a 20 point swing. Man, gosh. <laughs> Not because financial, I feel like I should be doing a lot more career wise. I feel like I should be doing tons more than where I'm at now. So. So then the question becomes, and this is how how we we move this to where we really want to go and what we really want to do. Whatever it is, whatever number we want to change out of those, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have to make that a priority and start focusing on things that are going to get that number up. So like if it's like you said, spirituality, that could be as simple as I'm going to read the Bible. Or maybe I'm not going to read the Bible, but I'm going to meditate. Yeah. Or I'm going to surround myself with people that I know for a fact, like I feel good good spirits from them or good vibes from them. Everybody says positive vibes now, right? Whatever. Yeah. But actively putting yourself, making it a priority that I have to be around these type of people, which conversely means some people I'm going to have to start cutting off time yeah. with. Not cutting them off completely, but cutting time off with them. Right. Right. If it's um, like financial, right? So for me, I'm having to make sacrifices to to make my financial situ- situation a priority. So there's, if it's a financial thing, it's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm operating at a two. I want to be a 10. What is going to position me 
to get that number up. Now I have to intentionally put myself in that position to take advantage of those opportunities. What's going to get me the opportunity to get that number up? Now I have to engage in an activity that's going to get that number up. Mm-hmm. Now I'm conscious of it. Before this, mm-hmm. I was on autopilot. I was just like, ah, you know, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, now yeah. I'm like, fuck, that's a two. That's 20%. Right. It's not good. So no. now I'm consciously making decisions in my day that I want to do that. I'd have fun doing that. I can't do that right now. Because that spoke like every day that wheel turns, I feel it. That's real. Because you do feel it. You really feel it. Yeah. You have to be conscious of it to feel it. But yes. Once you're aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, And I think that will give people more courage to take part in what they need to take part in or take part in the activities that they need to be in to drive results that they want. Because I think a lot of times we we just kind of take life. Like I, I've heard people that say, um, you know, uh, how's life treating you? And that's a, a, a fake statement. That doesn't even make sense. Life doesn't treat you. You treat life. And someone asked me that once. They said, well, how are you treating life? Mm. Oh, I like that. And when it when it hit me, I was like, huh. Because Yo, he's treating life well. I like that shit. Run that whole bag. Well, you know how we meet up with people and we'd be like, well, you know, how's life treating you? It's very passive. It's very submissive. Oh, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The question is, how are you treating life? Mm. Because that's different for everybody. Everybody's operating on different levels. It's the same way where we, 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 I don't want to devote, I don't want to go into this too deep because we can say this for a later time, but we, we always talk about how everybody's equal. Everybody's the same. And that's bullshit. Everybody's not the same. And I don't care if that's sports. I don't care if that's finances. I don't care if that's spirituality. I don't, th- I, whatever spoke you want to put it in, everybody is not the same. Right. Because mm-hmm. we all have different numbers for those spokes. Yeah. God calls certain people to do certain things. If we're all equal, why they call them? Right. They're not equal. Sports, somebody on that team is supposed to take that last shot or set up the play to take that last shot. Somebody's the engine, somebody's just the AC unit. (laughs) (laughs) Right? There's levels to this. So, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But when someone asks you, well, how are you treating life? Now you're active. That's not passive. That means that you are completely dictating what's going on in your life right now. Whatever happens, if you're happy about it, that's your fault. Right. Mm. Man, life is good right now. That's your fault. Life is good. Life is bad right now. That's That's your your fault. That brings it back to the quote Abe did on the show for draft picks. If you don't plan for the moment, you're going to live in life that somebody else planned for you. Facts. Ah, uh, yeah. Facts. Real talk. Man, yeah. So, this, my this challenge. reach your back, boy. Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but going back, listen to these episodes. Good gems in the baby. Yeah, boy. Yeah, we do be having some gems. Uh, we, this is a DR oh, session. Oh, DR segment. <laughs> DR segment. Hey. DR is here, baby. <laughs> Deep Riders. <laughs>
<laughs> just don't Bound up. <laughs> oh man. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> that Drake right there. Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> With the regulator. Like, oh my god. I'm done. <laughs> oh man, good shit, man. Alright, so. Oh I think God. that's it. I think that's a good note to go off of. I think that's a good ass note to go off of, man. It's a lot of shit, a lot of good ass conversation. Let's see, this one of these episodes where they run long, but yeah. the conversation is is worth it's worth, it's worth the amount of time it absolutely took to, to get it out. Facts, facts. So I'm I'm proud of this one. Uh, I think it's our best one yet. Oh, shit. Oh, this <laughs> guy right here. Here, this nigga go. Everyone's the best one yet. All right, man. We got anything else? Nah, man. Good. I'm good. All right, man. It's King Gabe signing off. J Rock is leaving the building. Young Red's not fucking up the outro. (laughs) (laughs) Speak between the lines. We out of here. One. Deuces. Deuce, deuce.